Welcome to the How Did You Get Into That podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview or encouraging message to help you find and do work you love. Now, here's your host, Grant Baldwin. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of How Did You Get Into That? My name is Grant Baldwin, and I am pumped that you are here today. Super excited that you're here joining us on today's episode. We've got my friend Aaron Chase who is joining us. And I'm going to just tell you right now, if you are a food type of person, but you're cheap, not not like in a negative connotation, but you just don't like spending money. You're thrifty. Let's call it that. That's a nice way of putting it. You're a thrifty person. All right. I'm going to just come right out and admit I'm a very thrifty person. I don't like spending lots of money and yet I like good food. And so there's this dichotomy that I live in within my life. And so Erin is here to save the day. She is here to solve our problems. She runs a website called $5 Dinners, where she teaches people how to make these insanely good, insanely delicious, insanely pretty recipes and meals using just five bucks. So she has a great site that's been extremely, extremely profitable and successful for her. She's a busy mom with like 19 kids or something like that. I think she's got a TLC show. Okay, maybe not. That's a stretch. That is a stretch. But uh, she's got a lot going on. So if you're a mom listening to this going like, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I want to do work that I love, but I've got all these responsibilities. Listen, Erin gets that. She is in the exact same spot. And so hearing her story and journey, it's just really encouraging. It's really powerful. And I think you're really going to uh, get a lot out of it. So let's get right into it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Calm down, Trigger. Calm down. Before we do... Don't forget to download the bonus material. Erin and I stick around for a few more minutes and we talk about some of her favorite recipes and I'm kind of scrolling through the site and it looks like her site's just, it's just right off of Pinterest. Beautiful pictures and I just, I wanted to eat it all. And in fact, no joke, that, let's see here, we did this interview and then like a couple days later, I started making a bunch of her recipes. They're amazing, my friends. Make sure you make these recipes and check out $5dinners.com. But don't do that before you listen to this chat with her. Enjoy this interview with Aaron Chase. Greetings and salutations, my friends. Welcome to another episode of How Did You Get Into That? Today, we are joined by my friend Aaron Chase, who runs the uh, site $5dinners.com. Cool site, helping people to create meals that are like good quality meals, but like not spend tons and tons of time and money on them. So uh, excited to get into her story and journey today. So Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Okay, so $5 dinners. Uh, Tell me, I mean, it seems somewhat self-explanatory, but tell a little bit about it. Sure. So $5 Dinners is the website where I share all the recipes that I make for my family for $5 or less. Yes, that is for all of us, for every all the ingredients together. And we do splurge every now and then, yes, and go over the $5 mark. $6 meals. (laughs) $6 meals. No, it's just a place where I share budget-friendly recipes using normal ingredients and that are not, you know, obviously crazy expensive and, you know, how to kind of mix and match different ingredients together, you know, pantry staple meals, freezer friendly meals, just kitchen hacks, time saving hacks. I, um, not quite full time, almost full time working mom. I have four kids. Like I've got to do this myself. So I just share all of it with everybody. And it's just been so wonderful to get to, you know, help people, I just love getting the stories of how people have changed the way they shop for groceries or the new recipes that they've discovered, you know, through the website. That's just been really wonderful for me. And, you know, that is obviously the reason that I do this is to help and serve other people. And yeah, so that's a little bit about $5 dinners. All right. So $5 per meal and that's for you, your husband, and you've got four boys, right? 
Yeah, four boys. On the website, I write and portion all the recipes for four adults, and that's enough to feed us because my younger two kids are, you know, although my older boys are starting to eat more than me, so we might have to move to six <laughs> servings. But for the purposes of the website, it's a fur family of four. Or did you come up like in a chef background? Where did, like where does that come from? No, I don't have any formal training. I have what I call my home chef training. I actually lived overseas for a number of years, and. I, it was either eat the Dominican food all the time, which was good. I just wasn't used to it and didn't want to eat it every single day for every single meal. And so I had to learn how to cook from scratch because they didn't have, you know, freezer meals or box meals or whatever. When, you know, when you're 22, that's what you'd probably be cooking. And so they didn't have any of that. So I had to learn how to make my own, you know, dip for veggies or make my own pasta skillet dinner or whatever it was. I, I learned to cook from scratch in a foreign country. That right there is enough training <laughs> as it is. And so that I carry those skills and then planning your meals because I didn't want to go to the grocery store. I had to walk to the grocery store. I had to carry my groceries home with me. Right. Wow. It was totally, I didn't have a car. Although I could carry them on my handlebars. I used to uh, drive a street bike. How hilarious is that? (laughs) Um, So I would carry some of the groceries on the one side of the, the, not the throttle side of the street bike. But anyways, (laughs) so, you know, just, it was a different culture. And I learned how to do things, I guess, in a simpler way, in a different way than I think. So I brought those back when we moved back to the U.S. I brought, you know, those meal planning strategies budgeting, I had to shop in pesos, Dominican pesos, and I didn't have a debit card. I couldn't swipe it. I didn't have a, I didn't, I, well, at the end of our time there, I did have a, a bank account because of the school I was working at. I had to have one. But anyways, yeah, I, so I learned cooking, meal planning, budgeting, shopping with cash, all of those things in a foreign country. So I brought all of those things back here with me. And after I adjusted to the culture shock and the like 85 different brands of toothpaste, you know, over there, you could only get two, you had two choices. (laughs) So I, once I adjusted to all of that, I started, you know, and, and figuring out how the grocery store system works here in the U S then I started taking the principles I'd learned from when I was overseas combined with kind of how stores operate, how sales cycles operate, how, you know, following loss leaders, all those different things you can do to save money on groceries and kind of all of it together sort of, I don't know, bubbled up. And one summer when the gas prices shot up, I think it was the summer of 2008, I wasn't working at the time. And so I decided, you know, to offset the increasing gas prices that we were seeing. My husband had a long commute to work then. And I thought, well, I'll cut our grocery bill in half. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did it with, you know, meal planning, a little bit of couponing, just being really smart, following what was on sale and getting stocking up on things when they were on sale, all of those different things. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this meal was only $3.85 for all of us. And I was sort of adding things up. I'm kind of a math nerd um, on the side. And so I was, (laughs) right. So doing all these things and I thought, Five dollar dinners. I just I remember it like flashing across my mind, almost like I was reading it on like a, a news ticker or like ESPN yeah. ticker, you know, on the TV. Like kind of just flashed across my mind, and I'm like, "Hey, I wonder if anybody's doing that." This was before kind of or as maybe it was probably as blogs were starting to take off um, back in August of 2008, and so I started sharing what we were eating wow. and what what I was making and how much it was costing, and you know how I saved time by doing this or that. And it just, I don't, I want to say blew up. It grew very quickly. Just, I think because of the concept being one that is, oh, I don't really think that that's possible 
Right. But well, yep, actually it is because she's doing it, you know, apparently she's crazy enough to do it. Right. And so it just, you know, and it just kept growing and I kept, you know, listening to people as, you know, readers and reading comments. And um, this was before Facebook pages even existed, you know, so just really listening to what everybody was saying and the responses and, and just kind of growing and changing the content that we shared. Obviously we still share recipes and we still share meal plans and all of those things, but it's just really kind of grown and evolved over the years. I think because I've listened to customer readers and, and now customers and what they're wanting and, and how, you know, the different things that we offer are helping them. Nice. I want to get into more of that. First of all, what were you guys doing in the Dominican Republic anyway? We were teaching at a little Christian school, fifth grade. And then at some point I was the principal because I had a master's degree and that qualified me to be the principal, which really, well, whatever. It was fine. I had a great time doing that, but we were teachers um, okay. over there. Okay, nice. So how long were you down there before you came back to the States? I lived there for six years. Okay. So you come back to the States. At the time, whenever you come back to the States, are you coming back to take a, you and your husband taking a different job? Do you have kids at that point? What's the stage of life then? Yep. I had one little dude at that time and I was pregnant with number two. And my husband took a teaching job here and I wasn't working. We were dealing with some health issues with my oldest son at the time. And so I was spending a lot of time at the doctor and in occupational therapy appointments and whatnot. So my full-time job, although that's horrible, I shouldn't even say that because being a a mom is definitely a full-time job. But then my job job was, I felt like I was always at the doctor's office or in therapy. So that's um, how I spent my time until $5 dinners started. And then over time, it grew into an almost full-time uh, business for me. So you're playing around with the idea in the Dominican. And at what point did you decide to go ahead and start the blog and start the site on the, about the concept? It was that day that I saw the little flicker go across my head. I mean, it's just all of those strategies that I learned kind of all just bubbled up. And I thought, oh, goodness, I could think I could do this. This, And then it became a game and it became a challenge of, oh, OK, well, I've got to get this on sale and I've got to get, you know, I've got to get a coupon for this canned tomatoes if I want to make this for under five dollars. You know, so it just kind of became this game. So I pulled from my cooking and budgeting and meal planning experience from the Dominican Republic and just sort of dropped it all in and just made it this game and challenge to see you know, if I can keep doing it, how long I can keep doing it and, you know, sharing all these different ideas with people. So did you start it once you guys got back to the States? Mm-hmm. I started it. We had been back, I think, almost a year and a half. Okay. So it was a while after we got back. I just was, you know, once the gas prices went started going up and we were, you know, seeing the threat of in our budget, I thought, well, I have to do something. I'm not working right now. So the, my contribution is going to be to bring down this particular line item in our budget. So, I mean, you'd been working on that. Basically, what I was getting at was you'd been working on this idea for, it sounds like, you know, four, five, six years or something where you'd been doing it in your own personal finances and in your own family and for eating and meal planning and budgeting and all that stuff. Like, was there any tipping point that it kind of came to a head where it was fine? Like, I know you mentioned that, like, you just had this visual run across your mind, but like, what led up to that point where you finally felt like, I have to do this. Like, I can't just keep thinking about this or think this is a cool idea or just keep this to myself. Like, I have to take action with this. So, like, what led to that point? So, before that, we had two blogs before that. One of them was where we shared about my second son's birth. So, I wouldn't call it live blogging his birth, but we... (laughs) Oh, my. I wasn't 
sitting there on no people do that now right it's totally a thing i did it way before it was turning are you kidding live tweeting your birth it's totally a thing oh that's Um, disgusting (laughs) well not that part just like no okay we're going to the hospital you know okay i'm going to the hospital we're we're in the room i'll talk to you many many hours later and just leave (laughs) it at that well no because my family wasn't there i was in ohio and all my family's in texas so i wanted them to know what was going on and then we shared the pictures afterwards there this was like before facebook even too like i don't even think i had facebook myself at this point so this is where we were sharing this for our family right right And so we did that. And then I also had another website or blog that chronicled my son's progress through his therapy I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And so I knew about blogs and I knew how they worked and I knew I had read enough little how-to articles to, you know, add a button to my sidebar and whatnot. I thought that that was like really advanced coding back then. (laughs) (laughs) You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And so I knew about blogs and I actually started sharing like, this is what I'm getting at the grocery store. This is how much I spent. You know, maybe this is something we're planning to eat this week on that personal, on that blog of my son's therapy progress. And my sister, who was reading, again, I did that for my family, who was not um, local. My sister was like, I really could care less what you're buying at the grocery store. I just want to see pictures of the kids and hear how (laughs) Ryan is doing, right? And so that really was, and then combined with that sort of like ticker moment was like, oh, I should devote an entire blog to this, you know? And I just started it. I had no idea how quickly it would take off. I had no idea. This was before, you know, all the things that I know now. There weren't even email opt-ins happening anywhere that I knew of on the internet. There wasn't anything. I was just putting out the content and people were coming to it. And I was sort of strategic with how I brought people to it. But really, I think the concept resonated with people and, you know, continues to, to this day. So, so. You know, like you've got your sister who's like, doesn't care about it, but, and so you're realizing like it needs to go on a different site, maybe kind of a standalone thing. Are there other like moms that are coming to you or other people that are talking to you or other like places even like online or socially that you're even talking about it that people are like, whoa, you, you got that whole meal for how much? Like, tell me more about that. I want to know that. Do you have a plan on that? Or was there anything else that you were doing just to kind of like not promote it because you didn't have anything at the time, but just to like put the concept out there and have people kind of almost validate it? Sure. So early on, I was talking with, before I started this website, I was talking with another blogger, Tony Anderson, who is still one of my business partners to this day. And she had a blog and she had started hers earlier that year. She was like, hey, I want you to do this kitchen of the week thing that we do over on this blog. And I'm like, okay, whatever that is. So I did, so I very quickly realized just from knowing her and then other people that I had met from just commenting on blogs, really. That's how we did it back then. Um, I guess people still do it today. <laughs> I don't know. Occasionally. I, I don't really anymore. But so I think that that was really helpful for me, just the community of other people who were blogging and, and partnering up with them. And then back then, there were what was really popular were these link ups mm-hmm. where you would link up, you know, an article, a themed sort of article to a particular blogger who hosted the link up. And so I participated in a number of those for, oh goodness, probably a year or two. Um, and I'm still, you know, great friends with all those guys from years ago, almost seven years ago when I was doing this at the beginning. So that's how I really started in it. And then Facebook started to pick up, I think about a year or so in, I had a fan page maybe, 
it's all kind of fuzzy. <laughs> that grew. Actually, no, I didn't even have a fan page when I had a cookbook come out. I still didn't even have a fan page. So that was like two years in. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's just sort of over time, you know, and then Pinterest, you know, hopping on the Pinterest bandwagon and, you know, all these different channels now did not exist then. And so I think back then that's why the community of bloggers and the, the linking and the sharing of content, the guest posting, I had a lot of guest posts. I did a couple guest posts. Just that cross promotion um, was really valuable for me in the beginning. Whenever you were getting started, was there, what were you hoping it would turn into? Were you hoping like this is, this is going to be a full-time thing and this is going to, you know, be a great supplement to our income and maybe even the type of thing that long-term, you know, my husband and I can both work on or we could have a, a team working on this or is it just kind of like, oh, this is just kind of a fun little, you know, weekend project and if it, it's a fun little mommy escape, just an outlet and if it works, great and if it doesn't, not a big deal. Like what were you hoping that it would become? I would, didn't have any hopes for it when I first started. I didn't even know you could have a website that was a business at yeah. the time. I think I, my, what I remember of ads or AdSense or whatever from back then, it was like, oh, I thought maybe I could make like two cents a day. Yeah. You know, well, that's not even worth it, right? Like, but I, that was also my misconception or I had misread an article or something early, early on. So I did not know. So I was encouraged by another blogger friend to, who commented at some point, she said how her ad revenue was going to buy her groceries for that month. And I was like, wait, what? How does that? No, because I thought you could only earn like a cent a day or something like that. Like that can't buy your groceries. But she was working with a different ad network and her traffic was similar to mine at that time. And so I thought, well, I'll try this out. So I put ads on the site, completely forgot about them, went in to check it like a month later after I was reminded by something else. And I was like, oh, hey, look, I can buy my groceries this much. Like, huh. I, So I had no idea that you could earn that much, you know, back then it was a pretty baby sized blog, but, um, earn enough to pay for groceries. So that's kind of, I, and then I was like, well, if this is going to earn me this money, I need to, you know, treat it like a business really. Although I still love to share the recipes, you know, I still love to, you know, take the photographs and all of the different things that I've learned over the years. I, I love all of that. And so, you know, the, the business piece is kind of like, the added bonus, I yeah. guess. So in the beginning was the plan just, let's just post the recipes. Let's take pictures of them. Let's share some of what we've learned and, and all that jazz. And then we'll just make a couple bucks from ad revenue and, and that'll pay for the groceries. So that was kind of the, the plan when you're just getting started? That was when I was getting started. Yeah. And then it kind of developed into brands emailing and saying, Hey, we want you to post this new product we have. You know, I've done a lot of work with food brands. I've done media spokesperson work at this. I've done all kinds of different things. I was asked to write a book really early on and I wasn't really sure about that. So I did some research and talked to a couple people and not long after that signed a three cookbook deal with the concept. And so, you know, it's sort of all, I guess it all happened very fast, but in an back early on, <laughs> but in a way that was manageable and easy for me to, you know, keep up with. And, you know, but if I hadn't switched to kind of a business mentality and this is my work now, right. then I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have had the same success that I've had. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yes, it happened, you know, like relatively fast, but at the same time, like you had been working on this quote unquote craft behind the scenes for like years and years and years. And so I think that's always important to note that like sometimes it's easy to some blog that just blew up or some podcast that blew up or whatever and they just come out of nowhere or a band or whatever it is. Like you don't see like the hours and hours and hours of work that they put in behind the scenes. So it's not like you just whipped up this idea on a weekend and you never cooked anything before and you go to, you know, <laughs> you, you go to the local Walmart and whip up a couple recipes and uh, now all of a sudden I got a book deal, you know? 
you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's technically it's years and years in the making. You're just spending years and years of it behind the scenes that nobody's paying attention to. And you're just, it wasn't even a thing for you at the time, but you're just, you're putting in the work and learning that skill and that craft that's going to help you later. Right. Yeah. It, you know, and it, that happened all over a long, long period of time. But, you know, it was, yes, it started out as just a little, hey, I'm sharing some stuff. But, you know, as soon as I saw that this could be a business, that's when I ran with it. Yeah, so. I like that. And one of the things I really like about your story is that I think a lot of times people overthink maybe what they would want to do. You know, a lot of people that are listening to the show are like, I just don't know what I'd rather do, you know. And a lot of times, even if I ask them, what would you like to be doing instead? If you had some type of dream, goal, career, thing, business that you'd like to have, what would you like to do? And it's easy for us to come up with like 19 different ideas. Like these are all things I'd love to do. I can't pick just one. But I like how it sounds like you took a lot of different things that you were interested in and kind of almost married them all together. You know, you're interested in budgeting and you're interested in food planning and interested in, in cooking and interested in business and interested in social media. And like you take all of these things and you could go at like an individual direction with any one of those one things, but like let's bring them all kind of under one umbrella and create this one thing where it kind of scratches the itch of all of them. Is that, it sounds like that's kind of what you did. Yeah. You know, they're all related to spending less money on groceries, which is kind of my thing, right? So that's what I'm out to help people do. So all of those pieces, you know, play a part in that. Cool. So today, what does the business look like? Is it still a bunch of primarily from ad revenue or do people have to buy meal plans or how does that work? So today we have evolved greatly from the beginning. Today we still, the business model is still part ad revenue. We also sell meal plans, a number of different types of meal plans. We have a weekly meal plan service. We have a six-week meal plan option where you can buy um, a set of recipes that would, you know, get you through six weeks. You know, these are themed. So one of them is paleo. One of them is all slow cooker. Another one's vegetarian. And then we also have a meal plan series called 20 Meals for $150. And they're all put together using ingredients from the warehouse stores. So you can, you know, buy all of these things and then you don't know what to do with, what do I do with eight cans of tomatoes, right? Right, Well, I will tell you what to do with eight cans of tomatoes or eight cans of pineapple or whatever it might be. So that nothing, well, so all of it gets used up and you end up with great meals. So those are some of the things that we offer. And then I do some affiliate marketing and some brand work as well. And so at this point in the business, how long has the business been up and running since you started it? Almost seven years. Okay. Are you doing this full time? Like, are you able to make a full time living from this? Oh, yes. I make a full-time living and I have a team of, it would probably total be about two full-time employees, but each person's doing some very specific things. And so I think we have six or seven people on the team right now and, you know, that are very hyper-focused in what they're doing, what they're gifted at. They do that and they do that specifically. And yeah, I myself probably work about 25 hours a week. I try not to do more than that because I want to spend the afternoons and evenings with my family. Yeah, there you go. Like if you were going to start all over again, is there anything that you would do differently or anything that maybe you spent a lot of focus on and thought that it was going to be a big return for you in the beginning and it it just didn't turn out to be a waste of time? Anything that you would do differently? I think the one thing that I would do differently is spend more time putting myself out there. I know that sounds extremely strange when you go look at my numbers and all the media that I've done, but I'm somewhat of a private person. And so whenever, I don't know, I go through phases where I will, you know, put myself out there and tell all these stories and take pictures of my kids and do all these things. And then I come back to, oh, that's too much, you know? And I think that looking back, I should have been 
more diligent and just having a, a better balance of that or just putting myself out there to this degree all the time as opposed to this back and forth of put yourself out there. Don't put yourself out there, I guess. Why, well, like, why is it so important to put yourself out there, though? Like from Because it sounds like you're talking about almost from a just from the personal side of just life and just being a human. Why have you found that to be so important? I think just brand personality wise, you know, when people see $5 dinners, new folks will see just $5 dinners, the concept, but people who've been around for a long time will know it as me. And so I wish that everybody knew it as me. Do you, that makes sense. Yeah. Like in that vein though, do you wish that whenever you had started it, that it hadn't been $5 dinners? Do you wish it had been more associated with your name? No. Why is that? <laughs> uh, at, yeah. <laughs> How did you even figure out how to get to this? At the time, there was a person on the internet that I did not want to be associated, or my name, same name as me. Um, If if you Google around and dig deep enough, I now trump all of the search pages for my name. But if you dig deep enough, although you don't want to dig, so I'll just leave, (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) I don't know what you're referencing, and so we'll just we'll we can can keep this a family friendly show. How about that? (laughs) Got it. Perfect. All right, PG thirteen. So I needed it to be so I branded myself as the five dollar dinner mom and less of Aaron Chase, but five dollar dinner mom and five, $5 dinners and it's me and my family behind it. And I think over the years I've watched myself, you know, really put it out there and then pull back. And then, so I wish that I had just been more consistent with, you know, keeping me out there. Right. So. That, that totally makes sense. I mean, one thing that we talk a lot about is that, you know, at the end of the day, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so $5 dinners is, you know, it's, it's a great name, but it's also, I think it, I like that you're talking about that yeah, behind that though, here's a mom who's just like any other mom right. who may be reading this, and she has a husband, and she has four boys who really like to eat, and you know they're they're trying to stick to a five dollar dinner budget, and here's how they actually do it, and so it is putting that even though you have this brand of five dollar dinners, you're able to put that almost the name with the and the fan more than I guess just the name, but the family with the brand as well. Right. Nice. So where do you go from here? Like, what would be some next steps for you as you continue to build what it is that you're doing? You know, I think what we're doing now is just really listening to what people want and just really getting great feedback from folks. I just launched a course called the Grocery Budget Makeover, and we are five weeks into that course, and it will be open up again in September. So that's a new project for me, and that's been different and challenging because it's new. And so that's exciting. And I think I'll do that, you know, course, as long as people want it and need the help, which everybody wants to spend less on their groceries, right? So that was, we had a really successful, or we have a great first group going through that this summer. And so that's exciting. So I'll continue to focus on that. And, you know, I think for me, it's just really where we're going now is just hyper-focused on, you know, what people want and what we can offer them and producing those products. And so it's kind of a cycle of product creation, product launch, product creation, product launch based on customer feedback. So that's where I am today and I guess where we're going. So I don't really know where we're going, what kind of things we'll be producing in the future. (laughs) Just along for the ride. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) What what have you found have been the, like this point in your business, given the high number of traffic source options that exist, if someone, if you were starting the site today, or if someone is starting, someone's listening to this, they're starting a blog, what has worked really, really well for just getting eyeballs and getting traffic and getting interest in the $5 dinner brand? 
I think, first of all, the concept, it needs to resonate with people. $5 dinners, you know, when you, so when you look at a problem that people have, you know, when you're thinking about your brand or what you want to do, you know, what is, for me, my problem was I was spending too much money on groceries and I needed to spend less, right? So what is the problem in your life? And then figuring out what you do to solve that problem and then putting it out there for people. And then from there, you know, I think, so the concept really helps. And then from there, it's part finding people who are doing something similar to you and strategic partnerships has been really powerful for me. As far as traffic driving, um, for me, that's been publicity, both in the media and online. Uh, so I would say nowadays sites like BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. if you can get a link on BuzzFeed, that's pretty much traffic gold. But I think that it's not so much about now, well, at least my mentality now is it's not so much about driving traffic. It's about finding the right people, Yeah, I guess. And so I would rather have lower quality traffic than higher viral BuzzFeed like traffic because that comes and goes really quickly unless you really know what you're doing and you can email grab all those people, right. which chances are on a, you won't. Right. At least that's been my experience, even with good opt-ins and good lead magnets, have not been able to capture a lot of that um, kind of viral traffic, at least in terms of, you know, people interested. They just want, they want to come for the recipe and they want to go. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that's hard to do because yes, viral traffic is great. And you see people, Oh, I had 3000 visitors on my website today. And I'm like, yeah, but they're going to be gone tomorrow. Focus on the 400 that are coming to your site every day. Right. And what you can provide for them. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to talk some more about those strategies on, on just focusing on the high quality that is coming and what you can do to, you know, to capture them and to make sure that they continue to come back and you keep them engaged. So we're going to save some of that for the bonus round, but to kind of wrap up, I know we had our mutual friend PT money on the show recently, who puts on the conference FinCon that we will both be at this year hanging out uh, and you are kind of participating in some of that. I'm curious, tell us a little bit about what you guys are up to with the FinCon. Yeah. So uh, for the past six years, um, Tony Anderson, who I mentioned earlier, and my other business partner, Andrea Deckard, and I um, have done an event for um, bloggers and online entrepreneurs. And we've done, uh, in the past, we've done a full weekend event. And this year, we decided um, to team up with PT and his crew and do the pre-event event at FinCon. Pre-event event at FinCon. So the digital collab event that we put on, we will be doing right before FinCon. So we will start unofficially Tuesday evening, Wednesday and Thursday morning, and then FinCon will start Thursday afternoon. So it's a great event. We do a, um, it's a deep dive, you know, real small groups, eight to 10 people around a table. We don't do, I don't think we're doing any panels this year. It's really more really focused on the nitty gritty topics. And we have all the information on digitalcollab.com. Um, if you're interested in learning more, if you're planning on being at FinCon and want to come early, um, we'd love to have you too. And that's going to be in Charlotte in September. So uh, make sure you stop by, you check that out. So Aaron, if people are interested in the uh, the $5 dinner site and what you guys are up to there, tell us more, we can find that. And, and I'm actually, I'll, I'll say this, I'm, I'm on the site right now. And as we're talking, it's scrolling pictures of the stuff that you're making. And I'm just like- <laughs> Are you like, hungry now? <laughs> yeah, I want this macaroni that keeps popping up. Like it's got bacon and spinach in this macaroni. And I'm like, why, why am I not eating that for lunch? So uh, you should tell, be. You tell, should be. <laughs> tell us. Tell us where we can find this. 
So $5dinners.com, it's um, the number $5dinners.com is where you can find me. And we've got all kinds of things that will help you with yummy food and help you spend less money on groceries. I'm telling you, people, you just need to go just for the picture of the macaroni. That looks awesome. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta figure out if I can get that, if I can get that ready for dinner. That looks amazing. So, uh, Aaron, really appreciate the time. We're gonna talk a little bit more in the bonus round again on how we can in- continue to engage with traffic that's coming to the site and continue to keep them around long term. Because there are a lot of, of recipe type sites and a lot of other options in this type of niche and a lot of different niches. So, how do you keep people engaged in, in what you guys are doing? As well as maybe you could give us like one or two of your favorite, favorite top recipes on the site. So we're going to tease that out. We'll save that for the bonus round. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. We'll see you over there. Perfect. All right. There you go, my friends. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Aaron Chase of $5dinners.com. Definitely stop by, check out the website. Also stop by and check out the bonus material where Erin and I, we talk about some of her favorite recipes. And so if you're a foodie of any kind, you're definitely going to want us to stop by and check that out. Again, you can find that grandbaldon.com slash Erin, E-R-I-N, Chase, C-H-A-S-E, grandbaldon.com slash Erin Chase. All right. I think that wraps up this episode. As always, feel free to email me, grant Let me know what you're chewing on or wrestling with, anything I can do for you. And definitely if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to uh, your podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Helps other people to find the show and we really do appreciate it. All right, my friends, I dig you. You're awesome. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the How Did You Get Into That podcast with Grant Baldwin. Don't forget to visit grantbaldwin.com for all the show notes and links discussed in today's episode. We'll see you next time.